podcast, Bulldog Banter, Matt Luke, Chris with you. It's Ducks Radio here in our restraints Twitter handles. As we, uh, hey, plenty of selections, I guess is the one way we can put this thing. Uh, drafts all over the place, an NHL entry draft and a CHL import draft. It's confusing even for some folks who uh, follow things incredibly closely. But news on both fronts for the Bulldogs this week as uh, Cole Candela gets selected in the NHL entry draft. And in the CHL import draft, the Bulldogs go over to Slovakia and pick up a forward. I'm going to butcher the name until he actually gets here and I get an understanding of how to say his name. But Marian Studnich or Studnik... I'm not really totally sure, but a forward nonetheless picked up in the import draft for the Bulldogs. Cole goes off to Vancouver. I'll start with the NHL draft, I suppose, guys. That seems the logical place, We've been place, spending yeah. a fair amount of time prepping for the NHL entry draft. We did, yes. And it has come and gone. And much to, I'm going to say to our surprise, it's to my surprise, I don't want to speak for you guys, but Cole Candela is the only Bulldog selected in that draft. I'm still taken aback by some of the names I saw picked from the Ontario Hockey League and that none of them were Ben Gleason. Um, but as we all know, the NHL's is a, it's a weird little bug. Yeah, a lot of surprise that Gleason didn't go, and I really did expect at least one other name to go from the Bulldogs. So it was, it was a little surprising. when I, I tweeted when Cole got picked that he was the first Bulldog off the board because even at that point, I didn't believe that he was going to be the only Bulldog off the board. It's just... I I don't really understand why. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? We can sit here and and this that's why I, I thought for sure Cole and Ben were going in it. Why? Because NHL Central Scouting had both of them as high as they did, and I thought to myself, if they're that high, given the fact that there's seven rounds of the NHL draft, these two should at least go in seven rounds of selections. But Ben somehow falls off the board, and whether it's and he for, went to the scouting combine. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lemke went the year before too. He did, but but no bulldogs or bulls got taken that year. Yeah, like and and part of the scuttlebutt was that it was the it was the team, it was the situation that people weren't going to take them because they knew it was going to be a bad team. But this year you took Candela, which means that's at least for one organization not a problem. So what what was it about Gleason? That was it something at the combine? Because I can't I can't honestly believe that there was something in his physical uh, testing or in his interviews that would have precluded him from being taken and what you you brought up the like the the transition between the the first half of the season and the back half of the season for Gleason as being a problem maybe for for some people looking at the offensive points but from sitting up in in the booth at the first Ontario Center when I watched the games down the road I thought the second half of the season for Ben was better than the first half of the season so I'm just struggling for what some of the scouts are watching yeah I I don't know if there's scouts who are only looking for an offensive defenseman which is what he's kind of earmarked as. Some people say he's a two-way defenseman. Some people say offensive. And his stats in the first half uh, definitely would correspond with the, the offensive title. Yep. And you, you could say his offense dried up, at least statistically the box scores. But it's not like he wasn't playing that same game. He was still distributing the puck like nobody's business. He, he, he's so good when he skates. And he was driving possession. Yep. The Bulldogs' transition largely existed through his ability to skate it out of his zone calmly. And it's it's just, you guys say surprised. I think that's a conservative word for me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly. It, it's mind-boggling. Um, some of the names that were taken, uh, 
I'm not, I'm not going to call out any guys who were drafted. Good no. for good for all the guys who were drafted. 48 from the OHL. Uh, there are several players who Ben Gleason ranks much higher for me. I think oh, yes. And I, I don't disagree with you on that point. I think what stood out to me the most was that multiple Sudbury Wolves got drafted. That, And I'm not saying there's not good players on that team, but like that that's a team that you're going to get less looks at than than you are a Bulldogs in, in terms of the scouts. And... And they are worst team. Like there, I I think there there are multiple players on the Bulldogs I would have taken before both Wolves that got picked. Who is the other one? Why am I missing one of the There's Wolves Sokolov. off the top of my head? I had Sokolov on the. I know there was another one because somebody somebody listed. I can't I I can't name I both of them. I know um, I can tell. I knew about Sokolov, and that's that's one that was surprising to me because he's sort of a. Um, he's good. He's good, but he's kind of like Sajin, I guess is the best way to put no. it. In that he had a disappointing season. Like that, this is a guy that was projected to go when when the Wolves took him a lot higher than he actually ended up going, and so he he dropped because of the season that he had and. Not to the level of Sage and obviously, but still, like they saw something in him despite the season that he had. What mm-hmm. was it about the Bulldogs that may have had the more disappointing season, or the ones that had a much better season? We'll and find out in the future. I assume. I assume down the line we'll hear hums and haws from scouts and stuff about, oh, we weren't. Oh yeah, you maybe you're, here. they're not convinced about something about his skating because that usually become that usually comes down to a pretty typical thing yeah. of either some minute little pieces. <laughs> they, there's I, always something. I I know they'll probably it'll probably be skating because it's usually that one. But Logan Stanley got picked in the first round. He offers a variety of other attributes, and he does. But like, if skating was as big a deal as they make it out to be. Then Logan Stanley wouldn't have gotten picked in the first round. He I think it's ju- that is just usually a easy cop out for everything. I, th- I they think just that's, question, that's you, what I mean. You question the skating on every guy that somebody says, "Why well, didn't you take that?" Well, it was skating. Or, or it's we we aren't sure if he's going to be able to fill out or something like that. Which yeah, I think most of the time it's the fill in for something they don't really want to say as to why they don't like him. Yeah, 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 something they can't actually quantify, just a feeling in the gut because that's still what scouting is about. The good thing is. These Bulldog players who weren't selected, I, I'm going to say three or four of them get development camp invites in the next week or so. Probably. And Has then, you know, there's there's a couple of rookie tournaments that happen uh, in September. Yeah. Um, San Jose is, they only do it with the California teams. It's, it's kind of weird. San Jose, Anaheim. Um, yeah. And it's just a little tournament. The Traverse City tournament's the big one. Yeah. Uh, there's w- the one in London, too. Yeah, yeah, with Toronto. Um, and then out out west, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg, I think, all have a... I think so, yeah, yeah. all together. So there, there's... Oh, yeah, there's plenty of chances where these guys are going to get looks in front of NHL scouts. Exactly. There's, and and w- uh, in front of the NHL brass. And to think that Ben Gleason won't end up at one of those camps would be uh, incredibly silly if he didn't. He, he will end up somewhere. Yeah. You, you will see... Obviously, you'll see Cole Candela going off to Vancouver to take right. some time in with the Canucks. And you'll probably see two to three to four other Bulldog players getting somewhere and getting a chance to go out there and, and show that they've improved more than the scouts thought they did when they came to watch the games. I mean, you'd assume that the guys who did last year, Fox and Petty, are going to be going back, and, and Lemke probably are going to be going back to somebody's camp. You assume, Lem- Lemke's, I guess, maybe? Lemke's going to be a tough one because of how much he, how much time he missed, but that might somehow work in his favor because teams want to see... Where because, he is. Because they yeah. couldn't see during the season. They might want to see where he is by taking him to a camp. Petty, I mean, 
I, I didn't obviously watch him in Belleville, but I can't imagine that this season was a step back. No. This was, he was very impressive to me. And so if he was good enough to get a camp invite, a main camp invite from the Carolina Hurricanes, I think he's going to somebody's development camp. And, uh, and Fox, he still led the team with, in goals this season. So there's, I'm sure there's some team. The Blues took him last year. Maybe maybe he goes back to St. Louis this year so they can see where he's at. And I think it all comes down to that thing we talked about going into the draft. It's every NHL team has their own book with their own evaluation of every player. And one team might think there's three or four guys within the Bulldog lineup who's worthy of coming to a development camp. Another team might think there's one. And another one might think there's seven. And another one might think there's three. They're going to be all over the place. The other thing we haven't really talked about and we have to respect is this was a record year for overage picks. And... Yeah. Still a head scratcher because of the Toronto Maple Leafs, almost. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it's a head scratcher. A Matt Lapp wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, but he could be. I, I said it the other day on Twitter. He could be next year's Adam Brooks, guy it, who's gone through twice, wasn't picked, and now bam scores. What? How did Matt Lapp get a hundred points? Yeah, what it, happened? It still yeah. blows me away. But yeah, you're right. He could go through a second time. I mean, uh, two years two years ago, or sorry, yeah, he could get picked in, in his third time through. Uh, two years ago, the AHL Bulldogs, or for two years, they had Sven Andragetto, who went through twice before he finally got picked, and he's now an NHL player. Yeah. So yeah. just it, do, it doesn't matter how long it takes. If you get picked, some team sees it in you, then you can still make the NHL. And that's the sidebar to even all the guys who did not get picked from the Bulldogs and from every other team, is the draft is one portion of the process. It is not the only method and the only direction you can get to the NHL and to professional hockey. The The road is is not a straight one. It's not a, it's not a simple process where you can say you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, and then you're in the NHL. It just does not work that way at all. So that's why we, we spent a lot of time talking about the guys who didn't make it. We should spend some time talking about the guy who did get drafted and Cole Candela. Uh, Vancouver taking him and he was well, he was the second Bulldog on Central Scouting's list. A guy I think we all thought was was right in there, should be picked by somebody, but we were all worried about the the injuries, right? Like he he missed so much of the last half of the season where you don't know again, back to the whole thing, you don't know what's in those scouts minds. You don't know what they're going to think of that. And for him, good good on him that he, he managed to continue to impress him through talking to these guys, obviously, and, and the game on the ice there in the first half of the season made Vancouver take him. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the <laughs> part of what may have actually helped him is that he didn't, he didn't have a chance to do anything that would make scouts turn away from him in the second half of the season. So the injury, of course, you, they don't get a chance to see him, but when it really ramps up in, in the second half, the scouts are really looking, they're nothing they can see from Cole. They just have to remember back to what they saw in the first half, which was very impressive from Cole. So I think that I think it, it might have balanced out the fact that he missed the time, the fact that scouts didn't have a chance to find something wrong with his game. And obviously Vancouver likes him, took him in the fifth round. So yeah. I, I think he'll, I, I mean, he's not going to make the team this year. Obviously he's coming back to Hamilton. Yeah. Um, but it'll certainly, I'm certain that uh, Jordan Subban probably helped out. I'm sure they would have asked him since he played with Cole for a season. I'm sure they would have asked what his yeah. thoughts were. So it's, it's it's part of also keeping tabs on Subban while he was in Belleville. Candela spent some time playing with Subban, so they would have seen him as a as a 16 year old in the OHL. Yeah. And uh, Jude Brackett is their um, director of scouting, and he said on the weekend their OHL scout lives in Hamilton and got a lot of opportunities to see him the first half of the season. Yeah. So. They, they consider it kind of 
Everybody on Twitter was uh, using the word, don't say steal. You can't, <laughs> can't use the word steal. Not every player taken after the third round is one. Yeah. But their director of scouting kind of hinted we might have uh, pulled the carpet out on some other teams by getting advanced looks on this guy. Yeah. And they've certainly drafted from this organization. They took Jordan Subban, they took Brandon Gauntz, and, and now they've taken Cole. So there's a familiarity with, with the organization stretching back to Belleville. Trent Fox's brother was just released by them too. Yeah. So they lots keep tabs. Of pieces. Lots of pieces, lots of pieces going through. I had a chance to uh, catch up with Cole Candela after the NHL entry draft and get his thoughts on the day and uh, things going forward. Cole, hey, it, it had to have been uh, one heck of a, a weekend and one heck of a moment. Uh, h- how you feeling after draft day? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, still, still super excited, and and uh, you know it's a surreal feeling. Um, it's just it's so nice to be able to spend it with my family and and, uh, and uh, get ready for camp. Uh, I was going to say, does it still feel a little bit numb, or, or or has it sunk in yet, kind of thing? It's it's just still uh, it's. It's unbelievable. There's uh, no words to describe it. Uh, it's just uh, you know it's the happiest day of my life, and and I'm so I'm so happy that I was able to spend it with my family and friends. And that, that's one of the things. It's always a battle of going to the draft or or, or staying home. You ended up staying staying with, with with the folks back at home. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a last minute decision. We already had tickets to go to Buffalo, um, but we weren't sure where I was going to end up getting picked and. It was a range between uh, the third round to you know the sixth round, so um, we heard that it was being broadcasted this year on TV. So we just decided as a family that we were just going to stay here and, and spend the day, and and uh, hopefully uh, everything would work out as it did. So, so how was the day? What was it? Nerve wracking? Was it relaxed? Like, what was it? Just everybody kind of sitting around the TV with a whole plate of food, or what? Uh, no, I, I had woken up and uh, it was already through. It was midway through the second round. And uh, I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat all day. Um, <laughs> after my pick, I still couldn't even eat. I, I, it, it hadn't sunk in, and uh, I was still nervous. It, it was uh, it was a terrifying day, but at the same time, it was it was very relieving to see my name get picked. You have a, a very interesting story of how you actually saw your name, but but found out about it through 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 your grandpa before the actual pick showed up. Yeah, so I was uh, sitting at home, and uh, I think it was pick one uh, thirty-eight that had just gone up, and and we were just you know all talking, and then my we get a phone call, and my grandfather was at the draft with one of his friends, and I called my dad and said Cole's been drafted, and my dad looks over and he goes, "You've been drafted," and then he goes, "It was by Vancouver," so my dad had told me that, and. Uh, and then I got a phone call from my agent. Uh, I pick it up and he said, "Congratulations, you've been drafted to Vancouver." And then uh, I got a call from um, uh, Lyndon, their president, and he had congratulated me and everything. And, and uh, that's that's how I found out. Well, what was the conversation with uh, Trevor Lyndon like? Because he's obviously a guy who's been uh, at the helm of the Canucks now for a couple of years, and has uh, it comes from obviously a playing background where where everybody pretty much respected him on the ice. But uh, just curious how he handled the the introduction. Was it a nice, quick, uh, short conversation, or was there more to it? It was a fifteen twenty minute conversation oh, with wow. him. It was uh, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Um, it was it was amazing just to talk to him and, and they're pretty excited to have me in Vancouver and I'm very excited to be there. Um, but they just expressed how, how, uh, happy they are to have gotten me so late and, um, you know, they didn't expect me to be there, but they're, they're, they're very happy that I was. 
Did they get? I know it's way too early, and I imagine rookie camp will probably bring uh, a lot more of this when you get sit down with some of their player development guys. But did did he give you much of what they they expect out of you? They want to see from you by rookie camp, or, or, or was it just more of a hey, how's it going, and just talking about kind of life sort of thing? Uh, for development camp, they just said you know it's kind of an introduction to the team, uh, just to get to know all the staff, and uh, there'll be some testing and skills. It's more skill work. Um, but no, it's basically just to get to know you, and yeah. the the expectation is just just come prepared and and uh, be ready to work. Is it a little bit nice that uh, a guy who you played uh, while well, your first season in the OHL with uh, will, will be around that room with you? Yeah, he was actually one of the first people who texted me. Um, I got a text from Jordan, and he just congratulated me. He said that he was very happy to see that I ended up in Vancouver, and I know that they have a very good relationship with. Uh, with uh, when we were Belleville and, and now with uh, Hamilton, so I was just I was happy to end up going somewhere where uh, where I was familiar with some faces. You ask him any uh, quick inside knowledge right off the skip or what? No, I just uh, <laughs> it's just basically uh, thank you, um, and you know uh, he just said enjoy the day, and obviously I said back to him yeah I will, and, and thank you once again. It's one of those things, Cole, as you kind of go through it, I imagine the once the numbness wears off, you'll start getting into uh, the nuts and bolts of what you have to do to prepare for, for, for a rookie camp and heading out there and, and, and what all that will entail and trying to uh, go out there and impress those guys. But I, I imagine at this point the focus is still going to be, A, come back to Hamilton, play your game, and just continue to develop, right? That's real simple, I suppose. Yeah, Vancouver uh, had expressed uh... – that they want me to be play a full healthy season next uh, next year and um, you know be, be a leader with with the Hamilton franchise and and uh, you know uh, continue to put up points but be good in my my own zone and they stress very uh, very much on me being a good leader and a role model for other guys in our organization so that's one of the big things that I'm going to have to do next year. You you, you touched on uh, playing a full season and the injuries, you, the the struggles that happened to you and the, the bad luck really that happened to you through the OHL season. W- was that a, a worry for you going into the draft of how, how teams might think of that? That was uh, probably the main determining factor and where I was going to be slotted. Um, a lot of people having between three to five and um, I had spoken with my uh, agents, and they said, you know, if you, maybe if you didn't hurt, get hurt this season, you played the full year, you could have slipped into the second. But you know, at the end of the day, you, it, it it doesn't matter. It's a draft selection, and you're a part of a franchise. You're working for a contract, and it, that's that's where it goes from. So, um, yeah, the injury did have an impact, and, and I was. I was nervous about that, but I kind of had faith that a team would understand that it was a fluke, and it doesn't change me as a player or a person. Yeah, how's it, how's the arm doing now? Is it all 100% feeling good? Yeah, it's 100%. It's I've been shooting with it for about two, three months now, and and working out on it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Getting lots of time in on the ice then. Yes, lots. Uh, I'm just trying to get back into perfect game shape, and and I'm pretty much there. Um, just working on a couple of things and, and still strengthening myself. When, when it gets back around to the OHL season, we'll get a little bit away from the draft and just kind of where you want to go go from here. Like you, you talked about wanting to be more of a leader and 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 try to, to, to develop lots of skills because that's a skill set. I think everybody understands that's a skill set that you have to develop over time and, and trying to understand that. But it's a really a, a pretty good little locker room for you to continue to do that, seeing that everybody is still so fresh and young, right? Yeah, our team, our team is definitely young, but uh, there's a lot of great leaders on our team, and it's a very focused group. Um, I think just myself 
uh, being in as an example, just just uh, kind of helping out the younger guys and and uh, being there for them, and just being a positive influence around everybody and 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 being positive while playing games, just you know setting setting stone and and just being all around good person. So I think that's really mainly where I need to work on um, leadership wise is just you know being being a good guy and uh, being a positive role model. It's safe to say that's the main personal goal for the season. Like maybe some of the game you, you want to impress, you know, you know, you might want to better some of the stuff in your own end, better some of the stuff in the offensive end and, and kind of work on all the skill sets too. Right. Yeah. Um, just every, you never stop learning um, yeah. and you never stop developing your skills. So um, there's a lot of guys who will say, Oh, I need to work on this or that, but you know, I need to work on every part of my game. I think everybody does. So I'm not just focusing on one thing. I'm focusing on all of it and, uh, just trying to make myself a better player. Get a, get a good chance to chat with uh, coach Gruden yet. Yeah. He, uh, he congratulated me on, on the draft, but he had called me before the draft just to touch base. And he seems to be a very good guy, very intelligent. And, uh, he's huge on development, which I'm, I'm very happy. Obviously, it, it kind of works hand in hand at this point in time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have him aboard, and uh, I think he's going to do very well with our organization and uh, help us or lead us to uh, success that's in the, the future. That, that's the plan going forward here. Cole, when do you head out to a rookie camp with the Canucks? Uh, Thursday. It'll, I'm certain that it's uh, Thursday to Thursday, so it's a week-long camp. Oh, boy, so it's right into the fire here, eh? You get, get everything ready, man. Yeah, no breaks from the draft. <laughs> just, uh, just, just come to camp and be ready to work. Oh, man, everybody's, uh, well, congratulating you, and I'll be uh, another one on that list to say congratulations on uh, the draft day and what's going to be a, a lot of fun when you get out there to, to the West Coast, man. All right, thank you. Bulldogs defenseman Cole Candell obviously now has that uh, Vancouver Canucks prospect title on the uh, back half of uh, all the uh, conversations that you'll have with him going forward. Best of luck to getting out to the. I love how there's the draft, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to kick you in the butt. You have to go to development camp right now. And there's no time to think about it. There's no time to dwell. It's like just thrown to the wolves and see what, what, what happens. I, I love that. Probably better for them. Oh, no yeah, time to think true. about it and yeah. dwell. I just I don't think I realized how quick it was until it was Sunday and there's people <laughs> tweeting out here's Dubois in a Blue Jackets jersey here's Sean Day in a New York Rangers jersey it's whoa and on the ice too what is going on yeah it's good stuff and we'll hopefully uh, Cole will spend some time out there with Vancouver and and the, the thing for this Bulldogs team is that will be nothing but positive in terms of his growth and development as a player in the Ontario Hockey League because he's, he's just going to learn and going to soak up more from that. So uh, that's obviously the best. But again, congratulations to Cole Candela in the uh, NHL entry draft. Should we um, look at our mock draft <laughs> from the other week when we... Uh, <sighs> I don't know if we should, but... it's The draft was kind of thrown to the wolves with what Columbus did. Especially yeah. in the top 15. Yes, because what Columbus did really just turned everything on its head, I think. But we had Matthews, we had Lionel. We were good in the top two. I think everybody had the top two, and then everybody was... We just assumed that we had the top three, because everybody assumed Everybody was the skunked with the third. So everybody was absolutely killed. We had Poliarvi, but obviously and, it was too far. And he was, too. That was what was interesting to me. He seemed genuinely put out by the fact that Columbus, or probably more accurately, their general manager, didn't pick him. Put out? Did you not see the smile on his face? That kid was grinning from <laughs> ear to ear. Oh, tickled. Oh, man. There, there was a little bit of, of what I saw when they asked him about not being taken by Columbus. That was kind of... 
Maybe he didn't understand. His English isn't that strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's absolutely uh, ecstatic to go and play with all the talented players in Edmonton. I don't know how ecstatic he is be, to go to the city of Edmonton, but, you know. Kids I'm from sure. northern Finland. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, it's... I don't think we're... Uh, yeah, well, let's not go... <laughs> and say You're not saying Finland he's a, cri- he's a Chris City. Pronger. Okay. Like, it's not Helsinki, <laughs> my man. Um, so we had Pauly RV wrong, obviously, because Dubal went there. Uh, we had Edmonton taking Kachuk. Uh, we were wrong because Pauly RV fell, and they said, well, we have to take him. Obviously. I mean, obviously. that's... That, that I have to... Because... Uh, somebody I saw, because I didn't get a chance to watch the first round, tweeted out that they couldn't get to the podium fast enough <laughs> oh, after, it really looked after like he was Columbus just... named Dubois. It was just sort of like, what? Oh, okay, let's do this. He looked like he had a bad burrito and was just bolted <laughs> through the door. It's like, my God, I gotta get going we, here. We gotta get up to that podium before they realize what they've done. <laughs> what has yeah. happened? Uh, Vancouver, they didn't pick Dubois because he was already gone two picks earlier. Nope, so they, they took Yulevi. Yeah, and... Where were we on Yulevi? Yulevi, we had at number 10. So we were off. We were. A little bit. We were a little bit off. But everybody kind of, yeah, that was a little bit of a much. Uh, Calgary, we had taking Nylander. This one, I, I don't mean, feel that bad about. No, because I think if Neil, if Kachuk was still on the board, we all would have yeah, so said, okay, they'd pick him. I, I still feel, because they took Kachuk, I feel like they might have taken Nylander had Kachuk not been available. I think so, too. I because they are, they are in now the same. Now we're inside their draft room. In the same yeah. type of player. But, again, we're still wrong. Yep. Um, <laughs> Arizona, right team, wrong pick. Uh, we yeah. have Jacob Chikrin going seventh. Now, they did say that it was a tough decision to take Keller over Chikrin with the seventh pick. They were He was right there. So I'm going to count that as we were close. Also, Arizona did take Chikrin, just, you know, I think you guys, outside of our mock draft. You booed me at that pick, didn't you? The next pick when we had Keller at eight yeah. going to Buffalo. Yeah. Well, the fans of Buffalo booed. Okay. Not yeah, us. it wasn't there us. No, yeah, it wasn't us. Yeah, fans. Uh, but Keller actually went seventh, so we didn't get that pick right. Uh, Montreal, we had taking a Winter Spitfire, so we were right on half of this. <laughs> yeah, is that fair? Can we say I we mean, were on right on half of? this? I want to say I'm kind of impressed with them because I said Logan Brown simply because I felt like that is what Montreal would do. I didn't necessarily think Brown was the best choice for them, but that was what they would do. And to not take him when he was available, I think uh, I think I'm a little proud of Montreal for going against the grain. I like them because they took a guy that I like and I know Chris really likes. So it's yeah. going with Sergio cer- there is it fine. certainly made people think about whether or not Subban was going to be traded when they took a defenseman <laughs> at nine. <laughs> uh ten we had Yolevi, but he was gone miles before then. I don't even remember who Colorado took now. Yost. Oh they took Yost. Which was surprising to me. So we I, were wrong again. I didn't expect that Yost would go 10th. I know I had him to Ottawa, which was a couple picks later. I didn't but think Burnaby Joe would take a BC boy. 11th, we had nope. Michael McLeod. Uh, Logan Brown went 11th. But that is we because... So uh, that is because <laughs> That is because New Jersey and Ottawa flipped picks. Yes. So we got the team right. We just didn't foresee the trade uh, that occurred. Let's pause and just say we had it wrong. Um, but 12th. Wait. But wait. You guys insisted that I draft for team, so I had it right. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, Michael McLeod went 12th to the Devils. Yeah. 12th, we had Yost, but he was, he was, he was gone already. Uh, 13th, we had Sergachev. Uh, he was gone already. Jake Bean went. That's another wrong answer. Uh, 14th, we had Kiefer Bellows. To I Boston. was wrong. Uh, we were wrong, uh, we were wrong but here. Boston took noted Bruins hater Charlie McAvoy. So, <laughs> so, best so, tweet of the year. Which was the best tweet. <laughs> so we were wrong on 
And then obviously, I was, oh yeah, I was yeah, wrong we knew you were going to be wrong. I know. I, was. There I just wanted to talk. I don't about know why you even they, said to break they it took, at fifteen, but that was they just... took Luke Coonan, who was not uh, on my list either. And then outside of our mock draft, where did we have him seventh? Jacob Chikrin, sixteenth. Yeah, is that the only player? Uh, no, that's not, that's not the only one because obviously Bellows, uh, Bellows ended Bellows up going nineteenth to the Islanders. Did we have to bring it in our top fifteen? Yeah, he had him at fifteen. <laughs> remember, remember when we said we know the fifteenth pick is wrong? We were wrong on a lot of those. Yeah, so we had three guys outside of our top fifteen. But I think it's fair to say, well, the, the it's a mock draft. It's just yeah, for fun. The team that gets the best player wins the draft. Generally, that's what people say. So I guess the Leafs won the draft. But for now. The Coyotes are number two. Obviously, they got two seventh overall picks. You you gotta you they, gotta evaluate drafts. They took they six, took Clayton Keller out. and said, "Boy, we we thought about Chickering, but we just we ended up going with Keller." And then it gets down to the sixteenth pick, which was Detroit's originally. And Phoenix goes, "Man, we could get the guy we just barely didn't take at seven again here. So let's do that." You do know that sometimes they might just say things, right? They might. They might Sounds say, hey, good on the radio. it's like, we really, we really, really like Chicken. We were going to take him at seven, and now that we're all the way down here and we got this pick, we might as well take him here. I guess I guess he might I, not have been next I guess I'm the, I'm the idiot for believing Chakra when, <laughs> when he says that. How do you say his name? Chakra, oh. I think. I don't know. I just read it. <laughs> I think you said it twice differently. Did I? You, you know, both times you just said I think they were different. Yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, so that was the NHL draft. It was odd because the first round just got – thrown topsy-turvy. And oh, and it took so long. It got thrown to the wolves. The second day was a lot quicker, but it was still uh, frustratingly disappointing for all of us who follow the Bulldogs. But the next piece of this puzzle is another draft, and one that <laughs> it confuses everybody, is the CHL import draft, because the priority selection, which is just Ontario-based, is for players through Ontario and some of the American states. And then when we get to the import draft, which is all the imports, the Amer- or not the Americans, but the Europeans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if there's any Chinese guys taken today. I don't well, think so. That, that, that's interesting Taiwanese? to me. Has there been anybody outside of European taken in an import draft before? I don't know. That would that certainly be I an would, interesting I would, fact. I would love to know where somebody else may have gotten picked. There's got to be something. Maybe out of South America. I think there was a South American taken once. And uh, last year, what's his name? I don't know if you consider... Israel part of Europe, or is it the Middle no, East? No, but he, got, he, but got he was taken, taken in the priority, priority selection because he, play, he plays here. He what was we taken d- in the import draft. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because obviously they there could be people born like uh, you okay, like yeah. Le- Levin was it <laughs> Levin? <laughs> yes, that were born in Israel, but but played over here, so they get taken in the priority selection. But I would assume that nobody would taken in the import draft would actually play in their country of birth, like. There's so little information about the kids in Europe. Can you imagine trying to get information on someone who plays their hockey in China? Might as a be easier. Year old? The one scout. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is awesome. The talent <laughs> he's up against, I but don't know so much about. What is he playing against? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. We so say that now, but 10 years from now, when the first Chinese phenomenon comes from Beijing. They really haven't focused on hockey. So uh, they seem to they be. They have a KHL team this year. They have a KHL team. They do. Yeah. Wow. So, something will happen. I mean, so did people ever think that a, a Scottsdale, Arizona native would go first overall in the exactly. NHL draft? Like, exactly. I'm sure eventually we're going to see it. And then it'll be a giant bust for the Leafs. It's not going to happen. Can't wait. It's not going to happen. I love it if that happens. Franchise center. Uh, So, yes, it's all the Canadian Hockey League teams in the import draft. And year by year, it kind of switches who goes first in terms of the league. And then a kind of ripple effect, you know, 
Quebec League, Western League, Ontario League, blah, 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 blah. It keeps going. That wasn't the way. Today was West first. Montreal, uh, or Quebec. West, Quebec, Ontario. Yeah. And <laughs> keeps going I, like that. That, that did not even occur to me. I just assumed it was the order they all finished points-wise. No, no, it's the well, league and then the points finished. All right. Based just like the Men's Cup. Yeah. It's very confusing, and that's why it is what it is. Never mind the fact that the scouts who are trying to follow this stuff um, to women a prayer because you're trying to scout all of Europe, essentially, and find guys, and you're taking a lot of people at their word or hoping that you're seeing some kids in uh, international competition. The Bulldogs had the 11th overall pick, picking a Slovak, Marian Studenich, or Studenich. I like student niche. Yeah. Like, I think that accent is there. I think it's going to go with an ick. I'm going to go with an ick. I think it's going to be isn't a student it, Isn't ick. it great that for the second straight year, we don't know how to pronounce one of the last names of one of the import kids? How are and, you we're, going and we're to not know? going to know until training camp? Because yeah. at, at the very least, with Christian last year, he was on, we had him on the phone uh, on, yes, and on spoke draft day. Fluent English. And he spoke, yeah, quite fluent English. So you were able to ask him how to pronounce his name. But um, yeah, so, didn't figure out how to pronounce Andre's name until training camp. Studenich, a 17 year old, was playing in the men's league over in Slovakia, put up some decent points. Like it's a men's league. I know 30, what was it, 35 games and eight goals, eight assists might not look that no, impressive. No but when you're talking about a, a 16, 17 year old kid playing with the men, that's pretty decent numbers. And no secondary assist as well, which you also have to take into account because in Europe they don't track se- secondary assist is not You're a right. thing that happens in Europe. So point totals are Who going to be... loves secondary assists? No, but point totals... Nobody are, loves secondary assists. Point assist totals are like going to be lower whatever. simply because there's one less point on every goal that you can get. So 16 points is actually quite impressive when you when you look at it as at the age that he was at. I'd love to say this kid looks amazing and this is going to be an amazing... Uh, addition to the Bulldogs lineup. I've never seen him play. And <laughs> immediately, I love, some people will tweet about it. It's like, oh, this is a great pick by the Bulldogs. This is amazing. It's like, I, uh, on paper, it seems like it's pretty good. I'll take, you know, the people who, whose <laughs> yeah. word I'm supposed to take for it. I can't say he's going to be great because I've never seen him play before. It's I know nothing about the kid other than I can bring up his stats on a website. <laughs> I'm excited because we'll be able to play as him possibly with two teams on NHL 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's a lot of fun to see how many people suddenly become experts in kids that you've never heard. Oh of. yeah, uh, it's there is a little more information on him than there was on Andre last year. I distinctly remember. Yeah, Andre that there was, was like even Elite Prospects, which is generally a good resource, yeah. had next to nothing yeah. on him. Uh, whereas there's quite a base because he's been playing in the Slovakian men's league. Uh, he's played for their junior teams uh, at multiple levels. There's there's a lot of information. Not only that, he played for his national team yeah. in four very important tournaments. Mm-hmm. The the Europe they have the the four nations tournament. Yeah. So he played against. Um, I can't remember who plays in that. I think Norway is one of them. Uh, he played in the under 18s, the Ivan Holinka, and there's one other under 17s. Under 17, yes. Yeah. So. As much as we say, oh, there's not a lot of looks on this guy, this guy probably does have a lot more legitimate looks. Yes, but not by us. No, of course that's not. That, that's all I'm getting at. Because there's people you know have never seen this stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is a great thing. No, and it is it, <laughs> him playing for a, a second-tier hockey nation is going to allow him to get a lot more international experience, which is only going to help with the looks and help with his development. And I think that's what's intriguing to me is that he's already, yeah, he's not playing for a team that's going to, going to beat a lot of other teams at these tournaments, but he's playing in the tournaments, and that, I think, is important. I think something we all, all assumed, and hey, from every, all accounts, he, he's an offensive forward, and going into the import draft, I think all of us to a T said, 
they're going to pick an offensive forward, right? It, it, it seemed like a no-brainer that that was where you were going to go with this pick. So it, it easily slides into that. Whether he plays center or plays wing, that's a question down the road. But it, I think we all knew there needed to be a little bit more depth of the scoring in the lineup, and I think, and I hope that this brings it right. That's that, that's kind of the idea. Well, I mean, you had to take offense. There were so many defensemen lined up to come in for next season that drafting another defenseman would certainly make you uh, yeah. question what they were what they were thinking. But yeah, I to me, what's interesting, yeah, he has pretty decent numbers in the Slovakian men's league for a kid of his age. In their junior league is where the stats are are. I said eye popping when I talked to uh, when I talked to Steve because in the, in their under eighteen league, which he played in uh, in twenty fourteen fifteen, he had sixty four points in thirty games. That's really really good in, oh, in Europe. That was last year when he was a sixteen. 16 yeah, he would have been a sixteen. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. It, yes, it's the Slovakian junior league. It's it's not a hi- it's not the highest quality junior league in Europe, but that's. Oh yeah, those totally. numbers are yeah. really, really good. It speaks about a player who probably has the puck on his stick a lot. Yeah. Whether whether basically driving the offense in the offensive zone. Also to the center wing thing, he was listed as a center uh on the import draft website and uh it did uh I believe you guys when the team sent out a release listed him as a center. Elite Prospects has him as a right wing. So he listed him as a forward on the team release. Okay, there you go. So yeah. he was listed as a center when he was picked on the import draft website, but he's listed as a right wing by Elite Prospects. So I would guess he's going to play wing. I would guess he'll play wherever he fits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. And there's certainly a slot available on the second line uh, if we've been uh, charting out how the team might look. There's I think we know there's lots of time for the way this team <laughs> looks at this <laughs> it's, point. It's true. But, I mean, now that the import draft is passed, and at least for now, the roster we can start to predict where where Oh yeah, and it'll, and it'll be there'll be some quiet times through July obviously because mm-hmm. the league goes pretty dark and then by the time you get to August it'll be time to sign your get your commitments signed up and uh, see where everything else is going from there cause Yeah, and I mean there could be some trades too, we don't know, yep. but but at least for now this is every every play there's not going to be any more signings, I guess is the best way to put it until training camp starts. So we can start to kind of Well, no, the rookies will get signed. Commitments will be commitments yes. from yeah. Commitments. That's probably just that's more accurate. I mean, there at are points there. Like, yes, there are players that are not committed, but we could s- theoretically slot them in if we if we. Oh yeah, if we're making our if we're making our theoretical depth chart, we're putting that's what I mean. Roberts in that. There's there's no nine. more there's yeah. no more uh, mystery slot, which is what the import slot was because we knew they were going to draft somebody, but we yeah. didn't know who it was. So now that we know who it is, we can start slotting them into we can start slotting him into our projected lineup which is exciting. I like this. I assume if you're going to take a guy sec top 6. I yeah. would I would think That's so. Al- also his age. Like he is he is a 98 birth. Fits the um, core. Yeah. So he's going to be he's not draft eligible until 2017, but he's going to be older than Strom and Entwistle, the other guys who are 2017 eligible. So he he is on the smaller side, uh listed at 165 is his weight, but he's 6 feet. So he's not uh short. Uh, I imagine he'll slot right in. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what uh, Nichols can do. Scott Nichol with uh, his Matt Nichols. Matt Nichols, sorry. <laughs> I think it's Scott. It's, I listened to NHL an interview. Player. <laughs> I listened to an interview with Scott Nichol. He's with uh, Nashville now. I think it's Colin Bernie. Um, <laughs> Matt will do probably a good job getting him a little bit beefier. Yeah, that's yeah. He's quite light 
for a six foot. Well, tall. I think the the sidebar to that is is when you look up his stats, the the stats are usually the same. But when you look up his his measurables, uh, sometimes he's listed as five ten. Sometimes he's listed yeah, as six foot. Six foot. Sometimes yeah. one sixty, one sixty five, one seventy five. That that certainly it, is the fun part about about the imports is there's that that's something that there's not a lot of good information on and you yeah. don't really know until you can come to camp and take a tape measure and put them on a scale and say to this find is how tall you are and this are. is what you weigh and <laughs> this is what we're putting in your bio line. but that's kind of the case with everybody like we we know what strom's weight was listed at the end of the season but we don't know what it'll be when he comes to camp because oh yeah he's got a whole summer to any any 16 like and you saw him from september to march yeah. like Strom was a completely different looking kid by the time he got exactly, to and that's what happened with Petty last yeah. off season is that he put on quite a bit of muscle. Yeah. So we we knew what we thought he was when the team moved here, but by the time he came to camp, it was a completely different player. Yeah. So you never know until he gets here and you put him on a scale. One thing I kind of like is his agent knows how to graduate players to the NHL. His agent, uh, oh, what's his name? Don't butcher the name. It's, okay. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm not going to try. <laughs> and I, I don't want to butcher the name of the Czech kid, yeah. but his, his top prospect this year was taken by Florida, I think, in this possibly the end of the first round or the second round. Yeah. Phillips Hronik or something. Um, so that's a good sign. I think yeah. when, when you have an advisor who's been through it, especially when you're yeah. way overseas, who knows what NHL teams are looking for, who can really convince a kid of the type of commitment that they have to put into their own personal development. Uh, that That's what we need as an organization, I think. It's a big piece of the pie. Uh, an import in Cole Candela drafted into the NHL. Some other guys that I'm sure will shortly get uh, word of where they go development camp-wise for NHL clubs over the next little while. The next few weeks will be quietly interesting i think for a lot of these players there, there won't be a lot of news coming out of these camps because i don't think anybody's going to make you know they're not they're not going to make teams nikki petty i think is the only one who has that chance but yeah because he could go to the age the under underlying piece of the next few weeks is what do those guys learn and what do they understand about what they need to do to a play the game at a higher level and about themselves and that's the the personal growth thing that by training camp we get to see how it how it translates to those kids and what they turn into. So lots of pieces, lots of uh, drafts. The drafts are over now, right? We're done with drafting. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have to worry about any type of draft. Nope. There's no, uh, no, we're okay. We're Just fine. Everybody's one more day left on the hockey calendar until training camp starts. Yeah, which that's, hockey camp well, calendar? No, What's on the that? hockey in general calendar. What? That's Friday, July 1st. Oh, he's talking about free Christmas. agents oh. in the NHL. Here it's we are Christmas. talking on a mainly uh, Ontario hockey. I know, and I'm just saying that, and he's talking that about you're saying the agents. next few weeks are going to go dark. I'm saying that all the guys there are going to be paying attention to free agency just as much as we are. Uh, well, some of them will be at development camps. They'll be paying more attention to making sure they're looking good at camp. Maybe. But well, I still think they're going to be. They're going to have their phones <laughs> checking NHL constantly. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, you guys will post some stuff from president and general manager later? Yes, yeah, we got some, some audio. Quotes. Had a chance to look for to speak with him briefly. The Elvermere or our restraint for some information on uh, Steve Steos and his thoughts on, uh, well, the new import that is in with the Bulldogs. The under, oh, oh the, the secondary thing is Andre Kachina is staying. He they is. passed on their second round pick, so that means Andre is coming back. I'm very happy about that. It's I'm very, very happy about It's that. great because we have a much more experienced defensive core than last year. Yes. When you look at how many uh, we should have added up 
September against London, how many games were between the defensemen? Uh, and, and if we do it again, uh, yeah. I, that's a blog post. Well, I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you this. It was, uh, I believe, what, however many goals Lemke had, plus one. That was the amount of goals that the defensive core that started against London had. Because Saban had one goal. And he was the only go- defenseman not named Lemke who had scored I in the Ontario Saban didn't hockey. Didn't play against London. Well, there you That's go. True. So he didn't. E- yeah. He didn't even play. I'm not even remembering that. But like Cole Candela did not have any goals uh, when he played against London because uh, he scored his first against Sault Ste. Marie. I don't even remember who started that game. Yeah, it's really hard to. Re- <laughs> Lemke, Candela, Hanley, Kachina, yeah. Muritz, Brody, Brody. Well, there you go. So yeah. However many goals Lemke had, that was the amount of goals that the starting defense had in the Ontario Hockey League last season. And it, obviously, that's not a big thing for defensemen, but it still it speaks to the inexperience of the, yeah. the top the six group. last year versus the uh, what they'll have this season. Much more polished group. I do half wonder how the Czech and the Slovak... Like They're each only other. <laughs> how, how much they actually yeah, like each well, other in their room. Stale, Stales pointed out that they live really close to each other. <laughs> that despite one's being still a Czech two, and one's still true, a Slovak from separate countries, but fifteen kilometers apart. Not only separate countries though, separate countries with an interesting history. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I still from time to time say Czechoslovakia. So yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm sh- yeah, I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't think it will be either. But it, you know. Languages are similar. There's still a lot of differences, even though they could spit at each other from the border. <laughs> um, literally, is, is that what they've been doing? They've been literally spitting at each other could across be. the we'll border. We'll see on the ice. I hate to do your history lessons for you, but it's a lot worse than spitting over that time. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> we'll get through it. Uh, another podcast in the books. Again, our restraint, the El Vermeer Dogs Radio. This has been Bulldogs Banter. Banter. Yeah, good, good job. Thanks for listening.